Getting to be dangerous time inside of five minutes to go in regulation. Good keeping at the line. Here's Nurse. He'll let it go. And he scores. Darnell Nurse for Edmonton sails it through. And with 4.49 to play in the third, the Oilers have their first lead of the game at 3-2. to two. I thought the Oilers were the better team. They were good. We weren't good enough. I thought they outplayed us, outworked us, and outcoached us. Jim Montgomery. Tough talk. After the Bruins lose last night, 3-2. They can't protect the 2-0 lead, Arcan. It's the hardest lead to protect in hockey. Sure is. I was trying to tell everybody last night, Hockey Jones was going, you're up, you're up two. That's the worst place to be. You don't want a one-goal lead. Uh, I'm sorry, a two-goal lead, Courtney. You much prefer a one-goal lead. Like, that's what you want. Real hockey hardcore fans like myself know that. You're up one, you're comfortable. You're Trust up, me, I know. You're up two, you go, oh, I don't like that spot. We've doubled our lead. Hate that. And that's what happened to the Bruins last night. You know, See, though. Right, I guess right I, don't, I don't need to that, lecture though, you on that. When they were up two, two zip. I was seeing a lot of tweets of Connor Ryan, Boston.com, <laughs> saying, I can't believe there are people out there who wanted to trade Swimmin. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't. I wanted to trade Allmark. <laughs> that was that was what I wanted to tweet. But yeah, it didn't end up so well for Swimmin. Put Swayman. in Swimmin. It didn't end up so well for Swimmin last night. It didn't end up so well for the Bruins. And look, it's their first loss in forever, which a bunch of humorless Bruins fans last night on Twitter, my God, your team hasn't lost in forever. They haven't had a lost in forever. Win streak. They never lose. They lose one time. I mock it a little bit, and people are like, oh, oh, I can't handle it. Jones, this is why I don't listen. A block, mute. It's like, you just lost for the first time in 10 games. You have, you have no sense of humor about this? And plus, nobody could really even watch the game anyway. And the first goal for the Oilers came from Grizzlick having a flat tire. Well, like yes, that's true. Blew his skate out. That's true. I thought, you were ta- I, miss, I thought you were talking about the Bruins' first goal, which was just no, a no, joke no, no. of all well, jokes. Yeah. That was unfortunate for Skinner. But, yeah, Grizzly blowing a flat tire is, like, out on the side. It's like, you can say that's not indicative. That's just a fluky thing. It's true. Don't be so sensitive. That was one of those rare games where every goal the other team scored, you could see exactly how it happened. Like, yeah. it was, you know what I mean? Like, it was very clear. You had uh, Grizzly on the first one, Berger yep. on the second one, and Swayman. Uh, that was a Frisbee from the blue line, basically, yeah, that he let him was, at the end there. Look, I, I didn't think Swayman was too bad last night, but that goal was horrendous. Uh, so anyway, it's Jones and Mego with Arcan. We're here until 6. It's a Friday. We got all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. We're starting Bruins. We're going to try to hit on everything here today. We got some Red Sox talk coming up. The Red Sox actually don't lose. The Bruins lost last night. And I don't want to overstate anything that's going on. They're not screwed. The sky isn't falling. I, Hockey Jones, still have them winning the cup. I committed to that last week. I'm still on the bandwagon. I think I'm still allowed on the bandwagon, although I guess we'll have to ask Razor next Tuesday when we talk to him. But the Bruins do lose last night. They blow a two-goal lead last night. And I thought some of the commentary from Jim Montgomery was bordering on Bruce Cassidy territory. Like, I heard this, and I'm like, whoo, careful, Monty. Like, the, the players are going to want to get rid of you at the end of the year. If you keep talking to them like this, let me hear uh, Montgomery, too, if I could, Ryan. Yeah, um, I mean, after the first period, we said we were lucky to be up to nothing. They were the better team. You know, we scored, and we got to get better. I thought we got better in the second. I thought we were, we were good in the second. Uh, passed up too many opportunities to push the lead, you know? We were a... Uh, a very non-competitive team offensively tonight, I guess is the best way to say it. Ouch. Like, that's that's tough talk from everybody's best friend there, Monty. Like, I, 
I can't believe he went there. Like, that is Bruce Cassidy-esque. That's Butchie. That'll get you fired if you keep talking like that. Careful, careful Monty. Careful. The boys lose once, and you <laughs> hang them out to dry. Oh, did you hear what Coach had to say about us there? Oh. We just we oh. just won 10 straight games. Coach, is, he's talking like he's non- Butchie. Let's get rid of him. Non-competitive, eh? <laughs> What's he talking about? I'll show I'll show him. Get Sweens on the line. We'll get his ass fired just like we got Butchie <laughs> fired. Uh it took till Get on that, Jakey. It took till game sixty three of eighty two for him to finally show this side, I guess. So maybe so what, that's one thing. But okay, yeah. but isn't that interesting? What what was that all about last night? Like honestly, what was it about? That's what I want to know. Like where I think it was about that they had all that time off. And who knows what they were doing. I'm not saying that they were out there doing, you know, like partying or anything, but I was listening to Morning Brew with our friend. Razor, mm. and he was talking about that this is kind of the last gasp of, I'll put this on PR, this is kind of the last gasp of everyone else in the building to get their hands on these guys before the final stretch and get them out to different functions, get them out to, you know, oh, the so like, visits that they had to do and everything, because this is this was a long layoff they had. So maybe their minds are a little bit elsewhere. They There's were another too rested. side to the job. Too rested. They're rusty. They're too distracted. Rusty. They're not prepared they the way they should have They raised too much money in the, in the community. They were being too good of guys. I see. So that was the Bruins' problem last night? No. I think that they just, uh, they seemed unfocused. They seemed unmotivated, and maybe they were just, uh, I know that Montgomery pushed back against this, but maybe it was so much of the top line having to devote themselves to Connor McDavid, and they did an excellent job taking him out of the game. They did. But you can't, you can't do everything all at once, and he pushed back against that. He was like, no, there's just no there was no urgency, I'm paraphrasing, on the, off, on the offensive side. But it's like, yeah, well, maybe because you're gassing yourself out trying to shut down the top player in the league. Yeah, so it could be that. Arkan, why uh, why the change in attitude from Montgomery? Because that is noticeable, that he was like hard-ass Monty last night. I, I don't know that I've heard that all year. It's my favorite game to play at the casino, by the way, hard-ass <laughs> Monty. Um, I think it was Gross. just as simple as... Uh, what kind of casino are you going to? Oh, you don't to? play hard-ass Monty at the casino? No, I don't think so. That's in like the subway station. That's, at, like, that's, in, like, <laughs> a, that's in like a tea station. That's where you play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's as simple as they got a two-goal lead and then coasted. And, you know, that's sort of what it looked like, offensively anyway. I okay, do think they had he, a nice commitment there. what's and, he worried about? What do you mean, what's he worried about? What's he wor- he's, he's like, that worried. happening again. So you so you think he's worried about that? Because sure. I, I look at it. Here's how I look at We're it. We're in the last quarter of the season here. Here's how I look at it. got to clean this up. I look at it and go, who the hell cares? They blew a two-goal lead last night. Can you have a little bit of a sense of humor about it? Not not Montgomery and not the players. Like, they should take it seriously. But, right. like, the fan base. Who cares? They lost a game. It doesn't matter. You're going to be the top seed in the Atlantic. You're going to win the President's Trophy. You're, prob- you're still on pace to set all these records. Oh, does Montgomery care? Do you think Montgomery cares about going after the points and the wins? I've heard players say it doesn't matter. Maybe Montgomery's even said he doesn't care. Maybe it doesn't matter. He said that at the end of the day. I wonder if Montgomery's like, look, it's my first year. Everything's gone right for this team. And I want to push for wins records, points records. I want to have not just a good season, not just a championship season. I want to have a historic season. Is that what's bothering him? That he's worried about not passing the 70s Canadiens or the Lightning and and whoever it was, Red Wings, from a few years back? Is that what he's worried about? I'll play this game because last night was a high-profile, even though it was behind a paywall, a high-profile game. And uh, he's not just in his first uh, rodeo here with Boston. This is a, a redemption 
tour for him, yeah. right? I mean, this yes. is a second chance for him, which he's done wonderful at, and I think everybody deserves. Second chances, third chances. I'll give people seven chances. Like, you can have as many chances as you want as long as you're trying to get better. But I'm sure that there's some side of him that wants that. Absolutely. Yeah. Arkan? I think that uh, you sort of look at the game, that Calgary game, at yep. the end of the road trip where they were all gassed and Calgary had like, I don't know, 45, whatever how many shots it was, and uh, the Bruins still got away with the win there. I think that's sort of maybe what you're looking at and maybe something that Montgomery realizes he has to he has to get out of their heads. So, you know, you're, you're good. You're obviously the best team in the league, but you're not so good that you can just take the rest of the night off after you get a two-goal You lead. think that this team overestimates their ability to flip the switch late in the game and take control, and so they can they think they can coast well, at certain times? I think they looked like that last night. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Why is Montgomery pissed? 617-779-7937. They lost for the first time in 11 games. They had a 10-game winning streak why going you, into why last night. Why are you dancing around the real reason? Well, I don't... Like I don't, everybody else. I don't think it's... Bergeron is why he's pissed, but I, I just... Can I'm I, talking about the real reason for the loss. What's the real reason for the loss? Bergeron's a well, big part of it. No, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's why he's pissed, though. Oh. I would separate Montgomery from that. Is anybody else going to say it? Like, is anybody else going to say that Bergeron lost him the game last night? Like, I... I know it's unfair to go after St. Patrice and he's the Selkie winner and he gets back in his own zone and he's as good in his own zone as anybody in the history of the sport. Is anyone going to go at Bergeron? Anyone. He lost them the game last night. And it wasn't just that, by the way. It wasn't just him breaking down, turning it over in his own zone, which led to the game-tying goal. He also lost offensive face-offs, uh, or I'm, excuse, I'm sorry, uh, face-offs in his own zone. Lost faceoffs to Bukestad late in the game. Like he took a penalty right after. Forty-three percent on the faceoff. He took a penalty right after it. It's like, look, I'm not telling you Bergeron sucks, and I'm not even saying it's a harbinger of anything to come. But can we just say he had a bad night? Is, you can say it as. Long are we as, allowed to say he had a bad you night? Can say it as long as you frame it beforehand uncharacteristically. Yeah, it's just it's, it's so uncharacteristic. Listen, he's a future Hall of Famer, but. Ah! It's so soft. It's like you have to put a qualifier on yeah, with Bergeron. Yeah, uncharacteristic. He's, He's going to win the Selkie this year, but. So what? Well, so an uncharacteristic before, turnover. Before you can say he had a bad night, you got to say it's uncharacteristic and he's a future Hall of Famer and they're going to rename the Selkie after him and this never happens. And, oh, my gosh, he was probably too well-rested because he was too well-rested. Because part of me wants to say, well, this is why you give him a break. This is why you give him a breather. He's played every single game this and year. And they will this weekend. I, well, I don't think that they're going to travel a lot of these guys to They all just had Detroit. a break. That's what I was going to say. Last, But don't tell me that's what the problem was last night. Like, he was too fatigued. They just had they just had so long off. They hadn't played since Saturday against the Rangers. They had five days off. And I know they're doing things in the community, and that's great. And whatever else they're doing, I have no idea. Last night, that's not an excuse. The fatigue isn't an excuse. He had a bad night, and here is something that does happen with Bergeron. And this is why you need to rest him. He does break down at the end of these years. He does. Wears down, breaks down. So watch that with Bergeron. I'm not saying last night is the start of it, but I am going to watch it. And can we at least be allowed to say, without 15 billion qualifiers, that Bergeron lost them the game? No, he lost them the game. He is the reason they lost, more so than Swayman, that Frisbee soft-ass goal that he gave up. Bergeron's the reason they lost. We should be allowed to say it without putting a million qualifiers on it. It's just like the highly touted uh, Nick Cayley. You know, yes. the highly esteemed Nick Kelly, yes. the well thought of Nick Kelly. Yes. He's garnered a lot of respect in this league. He, I don't think he gets it, Mego. I mean, I think I know whose fault this actually is. Who's that? That the Bruins lost. Hey, it's Jones. <laughs> it's the harbinger of doom. It is. We're starting to see it now. That is true. It is. Uh, it is. All the goodwill you've been pushing towards the a Bruins little, all year is finally starting to catch had, up with you. A little late for my taste. You had some um, 
taste issues with the broadcast. Yes. Oh, well, I, well, so I wanted to bring up the broadcast. Did you guys have any trouble with it? Do you have any trouble watching it? No, but did, did you? No, none. Yeah. I don't get the complaining about the broadcast. I really don't. Yeah, I always have problems with ESPN+. Plus. So download the thing. It's not that hard. I watched it easy last night, like zero problems. My only issue was the actual broadcast itself. Like, I didn't... It's not that I, I hated the setup or downloading it or i mean i already had uh, it on my television i think i downloaded all this espn stuff and had it all set up from when i watched the uh uh the the brady series what was the series called man in the arena yes so i think i had that all set up i didn't have to do anything i popped it on last night it was on in 10 seconds so i, I really don't care for all the complaining about the app if you want to bitch about it or you couldn't watch it or you hate that it was uh, not on real television you can weigh in 617-779-7937 I just didn't like that literally right before the the nurse goal, the go-ahead goal, the winning goal, we're sitting here talking about our kids texting us and what our kids want for dinner, and it was Ray Ferraro and AJ, <laughs> what's her name? AJ Malesko. AJ Malesko. I There's, like her. They, they, I thought they were fine for most of it until we're just talking about our kids and what they want for dinner and what they're texting with four minutes left in the game. In a tie game. <laughs> I didn't love that, but overall, I had no issues with the broadcast. Here's the other question I had with the broadcast, because this game was on ESPN+, and so if you're watching it, you're probably invested in hockey. Oh, yes. No, like you're probably invested in hockey, yeah. right? If you're going behind a paywall to watch this. There were certain aspects of the broadcast that were so broad in terms of what they were talking about that I was just like, who is this for? You know, like, are you, I, I'm not saying like only talk to the hockey hardos, but the m- number of times that I hear about the president's trophy winners yep. and then like, oh, Matt Grizzlick's dad was on the, what is it called? The bowl. Yeah, the bowl game. The bowl game. Yeah, 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 and I'm know. like... This is this is for a Boston hockey you, no, audience, just say, right? You want him to hockey hard it up a little no, bit. No, I'm just like this <laughs> no, is okay. None of this is new. Mego, this you, is so broad. Mego, not everybody understands hockey as I know, well as us. So I they're know. they're dumbing it's it down true. for everybody else. But I, I could I use... just found it a little odd and I understand it's ESPN and they're they're new to our world of hockey. So it's just they're not gonna go deep on the insight and the stats that I, we do on our show. But I'm still going at certain points going like who is that for? Yeah, I could have used... Is that for somebody who accidentally turned on ESPN Plus and stuck with the game through two periods? You know, like, the, the puck has to be the first thing that crosses <laughs> that blue line they did, when you're going. They, they did really, otherwise, they really broke it down. On the, on the goal, they waved off. They really did. The crazy goal, they really did. That uh, was such an awesome goal. I was so sad that got waved off. That so, goal was awesome. I could have used a little more for us hardcores last night, I agree. Uh, 617-779-7937. Why is Monty pissed? Are we allowed to say Bergeron blew the game, or does that make me a bad person? A very non-competitive team offensively. And how'd you feel about the ESPN experience last night? I know hockey fans think it's bad for the sport. I saw more Bruins highlights on Get Up this morning. I don't think it's a bad thing for the sport. Arcan has all the latest in trending, and we're right back with, uh, well, a few Red Sox thoughts mixed in with all your Bruins phone calls. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. Popped up. Thank this you. should do it. Back on to Christian Carson to center field, waving everybody off, and he makes the play, and the ball game is over. The Red Sox stay undefeated in the Grapefruit League. They hit six home runs, and we stand a late Yankee rally. 11-7 is the final. I got bad news for the Red Sox. The parade might be off. At last check, they were trailing. The Blue Jays 2-0 in spring training action. It's your undefeated Boston Red Sox. 
Uh, it's WEI. It's a Friday. We're going to get to some Red Sox thoughts with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. It's Jones and... Well, who's on this show? Uh, I'm sorry. A two-goal lead, Courtney. You much prefer a one-goal lead. <laughs> that was weird. I turned to Ryan. I said, did he just call her Courtney? I, he goes, I don't know. I wasn't listening. In the break, in the break, Ryan <laughs> comes in. Said. In the break, Ryan goes... You realize you called Mego Courtney, right? I go, no. It's it, I, I did that as nonchalantly as giving out the wrong number here. Like I like honestly didn't had no idea I even did that. Uh, I'm sorry, ever... a two goal lead, Courtney. You much prefer a one goal lead. Right now it's raining <laughs> I'd listen to that show. Have you ever met Courtney? Never. <laughs> not even not even one time, no. I met her for the first time at the uh shooter Uh very yeah, nice. No, haven't. It happened because during the break you were telling me that you like her DraftKings. Well, video I, en- she made. I I enjoyed the uh, the video that she did. She said uh, she said Santo, uh, where's your wallet? That line uh, that line I enjoyed very much. It's good writing. It was good writing. I thought by it was her. good. I'm assuming it, by her. I thought it was uh, I thought it was good. It's good ad living. Maybe she could have been ad living. You never know. Uh, but so uh, my mistake. It's Jones and Mego with Arkans. Uh, cameos from Courtney. Uh, I'm sorry, a two goal lead, Courtney. You much prefer a one goal lead. <laughs> Here on WEEI. We'll get to your phone call, 617-779-7937. Hockey-splaining. Let's, uh, <laughs> hockey. let's Courtney. Do, yeah, what could we, what could we, what could her, what could her bit be? What could we, what could that be? Can't be court-splaining. Raining holding, nugs. Holding court. Queen of the court. Holding court. Yeah. Holding court. Is queen of the court too, now I've, I put too much emphasis on, she's totally not a guy. Yeah, okay, <laughs> <Have> I, nailed <laughs> it. Have I, have I done too much of that? Yeah. What did you say? It is holding court. Yeah, you know when someone court. holds court. Okay. The people's court. The people's <laughs> the people's court. There now we're go. talking. That's yeah. like uh. That sounds Ma- like the people own her. Malcolm Brogdon's dad did a knockoff of that show, right? Something like that. Oh yeah. Malcolm Brogdon's dad is like a TV yeah. judge, yeah. Which I feel like gets under discussed. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is he Judge Joe Brown? He's like no. a reality no. TV judge thing. Yes, he is. Uh, like a judge with a robe who. Yes. Finds people guilty. Yeah, really? He's like Judge. Yes. He's like Judge Brogdon or something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. Uh, that's like Judge Gino Brogdon. There you go. Yeah. yeah. With wow. like petty disputes between landlords yeah. and their tenants. What and things I, like what that. I say I've never seen that show. When I, I say it's think. pretty good, I don't mean the show. I just mean you know, like it's it's funny that his dad is a, a TV judge. The fact funny. of it is yes. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Uh, Dave. Personal injury court. We played football together. I got stopped by a linebacker. That was the garage door. It slammed down on top of my back. So this door crashed on your neck. Yes, sir. You are suing for a total of $425,000. I've always had his back, on and off the field. You don't want Judge Sheetan Proctor. Yeah, you don't, you don't want that. Injury if you could, court TV. If you could, uh, Ryan, can you pot up? I just put him back on hold. David is in the car. Go ahead, David. Hi, good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good afternoon. Okay, so the whole thing with the Bruins, seems like, you know, everybody's been pretty excited. They've been, they've been uh, doing great, but I, I think the honeymoon is coming to an end. And now we're going to criticize the coach because he's putting his foot down on these prima donnas. That needs to be. That needs to be. In every sport, this is a problem. People get, like, we can't say certain things because the coach might get fired or players going to get the coach fired. And that is so wrong. Yeah, so, so, da- so David, I, just in case this wasn't clear, I'm on your side on this. Like, the, the players are a bunch of babies. We're joking. They got Bruce Cassidy fired because Bruce Cassidy was mean to them. So when I say, Monty, be careful... Like that was that's a joke, and I'm with David on this. It like, always lands well when you have to explain the joke. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's ridiculous that the players are that big of babies. But what I am serious about is that is a change in tone from Montgomery, and I seriously want to know why. Like that, I want to because know. I think he feels like there wasn't the effort out there. 
on one side, that there wasn't the effort, and that pisses them off. But I will say but like, one— they've, ha- they've had other games where they've lost, and they've had bad— lo- What was the overtime loss to Florida, where they, like, blew the goal late or blew the lead late and then lost in overtime? I think that was Florida. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's their first bad loss of the year. I know they haven't had many losses, but it's not like it's their first bad loss. Before the 10-game winning streak, they lost 4 out of 5. They were on a 10-game—exactly, yeah. thank you. They were on a 10-game win streak, so it's like— it's not like they've never had a bad loss. Why is this one bothering him? And I, I just wonder if he wants to be pedaled to the metal, go for the wins record, go for the points record. That's that's the only thing I can come up with. It's not like they've always had a great effort for all 63 games so far. So that's what strikes me as odd. But, no, the effort wasn't there last night. I don't think he's wrong to criticize him. I think he's right to criticize him. Just be careful, Monty. You might get fired. Don't drop any names. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, well, in fairness, I don't really think he did. Now, I saw, I saw him say this in print, I read this in print from Fluto, that it's the first time he's seen Bergeron make a mistake, which is just garbage, and this is what I'm talking about with Bergeron, but it's like, don't mention players by names, that's true, Mego, just keep it generic, keep it general, we didn't respond well, I didn't like our play. And he threw himself under the bus, we didn't coach as well as them, which is a a Bill Belichick. He uh, lumped it right in there. Yeah, Bill trick that he does bill never means it but he does say it that's true we were out coached outplayed let's go to let's go to billy and taunton go ahead billy hey hey guys Uh, i think john henry should just sell the team because he's just holding up what could be like us changing you know the manager of the operations to actually go out and be concerned that he doesn't have any talent on the team yeah so billy so i i'm uh sounds more like he wants heim bloom to get fired i I have some issues with ownership, like I, like I do. I have issues with how ownership runs things. And look, if Henry wanted to sell the team, I, I wouldn't be shedding any tears. But what bothers me more isn't the ownership, it's the portfolio. And we've talked about this on and off, and this is actually one of the things I wanted to get into, which segues in nicely. Uh, and you can jump in on the Bruins and Red Sox, 617-779-7937. But like this... This thing that landed in my inbox today, I was astounded by. Like, astounded when I saw this email. It was the Fenway Sports Group. It's the highlights from their annual partners meeting in Bonita Springs. Okay, so they just wrapped this up. They met with, uh, well, I mean, all members of ownership. And they meet on all the elements of the Fenway Sports Group. The Red Sox. The Red Sox, Liverpool, the Penguins, et cetera, et cetera. Is LeBron there? I don't think so, but I don't know. And this is one of the things that jumped out to me. So it says, and I'm reading this, I see the, the email and I go, okay, well, let me, let me thumb through this thing. It says, as part of the agreement, James and co-founder of LRMR Ventures, so LeBron and Maverick Carter, uh, Carter, will receive additional equity in FSM's parent company, FSG. So they're getting additional points in Fenway Sports Group. So LeBron was at, call it a percent. LeBron and Maverick Carter each had a percent of the Red Sox. Is it even that high? I have no idea. It's gone up to, from 1 to 1.5, from 1 to 2, from 0.5 to 1. I don't know what it is. But they're receiving additional equity in Fox, uh, I'm sorry, in Fenway Sports Group. James and Carter became members of FSG's ownership group in 2021. And it's only going up. And I know this bothers a lot of Red Sox fans that LeBron is a, a part owner of the Red Sox. It's only going up. He's only getting a bigger piece of the pie and so to me the whole way that lrmr that marketing arm of fenway sports group the whole thing that's discussed in the email was interesting it was above the red sox it was before liverpool it was before the Penguins. it was before anything else it was leading the way and it's like oh good so lebron james already 
owned a portion of the Red Sox. What, however many points he has, I don't know. Now it's more. I don't think Boston sports fans love that. I, I don't love that. And I don't know. It just got me thinking about how I know fans don't like that they're in bed with Le- LeBron. And now they're going even further down that road. Like, next year, is he going to go from a point to 2%? Is he going to go to 5% someday? Like, is this number just going to keep increasing? And how do fans feel about that? 617-779-7937. I think it also begs the question of the direction of the investments in this portfolio because there were reports that maybe Henry and the and the ownership group are trying to unload Liverpool in order to make room to either buy an NFL team or the ongoing rumor forever has been that when Vegas gets an NBA team, they're going to be in on trying to own the NBA team or at least a significant part of the NBA team in Vegas and giving LeBron James and Maverick Carter a more substantial, we still don't know how much, but a more substantial piece it's, of that seems like it would be walking down that road. The beginning of him being an owner or part owner of an NBA franchise. He talked about this. We never talked about it on the air, but Arkan, you sent this at the All-Star game. He talked about it again, an NBA team in Vegas. Yeah, NBA team in Vegas, I think, is something that's probably going to be happening soon here. And I know there's going to be a, free, a feeding frenzy for it because one thing that you have to sort of know about the Fenway Sports Group and everything else, they tried to get in with, like, Maple Leaf Productions, that whole thing in Toronto, which runs everything up there. I mean, yeah, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's every single sport in the entire country, basically. And they were trying to buy the entire thing. Like, these guys aren't... They're not trying to sell anything off. When he when Henry said that, like, I believed him. When he's like, we're not selling. Like, you guys, what, what have we... What when have he we, says we're not selling Red Sox. Indicating that we're trying to sell. They're not selling anything. They're buying. If anything, they're going to keep buying, and they're going to involve more people. He said they're not selling Liverpool. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but I do know that it I seems like... I don't think it like, was a substantial report, but it was rumors. I, I wonder. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree because they are... I mean, LeBron's pitching in more money, right, to get a bigger percent. So, like, what are they what are they selling off points in the team for? Like, what are they trying to raise money for? And maybe it's to buy more stuff. Maybe it's to offload something to buy something else. I don't know. But then I get further into the email, and it says, The club has infused over $400 million in private investment, uh, investment over the last 21 years for the preservation, protection, and improvement of Fenway Park. So this is just Fenway, right? The this protection. Is, this is not, <laughs> yes, you know. They're protecting him from uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, they're, they're building a, a seawall. The rest of the burglars Jeremy from the Renner. town. Yeah, a, a, well, that's, a, that's yeah. an even better one. Yes, uh, exactly. They're looking out for Jem. Hey, uh, you're not cops. They're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're building a seawall around it for uh, climate change. Like, I don't know. But so over 21 years, $400 million of their own money. Good. For Fenway Park, this is not on the roster or anything like that, players or free agency or anything, but it is $400 million over 21 years. I go, okay, that's interesting. Then I get down to Liverpool. FSG has invested over 250 million pounds, which is over $300 million, uh, over the last five years in Liverpool FC's infrastructure and created world-class facilities for its players, staff, and supporters. When people like me bitch about the portfolio, this is what we're talking about. That's $300 million over the last five years that could have been going to, I don't know, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, something Red Sox related, something that we here in Boston care about, and it was diverted elsewhere. And these are actual real figures from their own meeting. They have another $30 million in improvements to PPG Paints Arena. Not that $30 million is a lot, but I don't know, an extra $30 million this year, could it help your team? Definitely. That's not 300 or 400 million, but it's something. So I read all these numbers and I was like, wow, wow. Like, this is my complaint. This is my beef. This is my gripe. How come they're worried about, and as as a, a fan here in Boston, I would be bothered by 
that sort of stuff, beyond the affiliation with LeBron, I'd be bothered by the $300 million they spent to upgrade Liverpool's crappy stadium. I don't care about upgrading their crappy stadium. I don't care about Liverpool. What I care about is spending on this team. And spending has gone down, and I can't help but correlate the two. There has to be a correlation between the two. I think it's fair. I looked, and I'm not going to pretend like I understand Liverpool's payroll system, but just yeah, at no, a glance, I don't either. Yeah, it's uh, their active payroll right now is 159 million euros, or 169 million dollars is what that translates to as of right now. So not that far off from the Red Sox payroll. And I know we criticize, you know, the Red Sox payroll that they're not pay, they're not spending as much as other teams in the league that are such high profile. But this is this is Fenway Sports Group. It's not Liverpool Sports Group. This right. is a Boston company, right? Yes. Like you were the stewards of the Red Sox, supposed to be first and foremost. So that you're spending recently so much on Liverpool, I I, I know we talk about that they divvy up different areas of this enormous group for spending on these different teams, and then it's not all one bucket. But at the very base level, it is all one owner, yeah. and it's Fenway Sports Group. And I think the pushback would be, well, we make X amount of dollars off Liverpool, and that money is money we can pump back right. into the Red and Sox. and you're never going to get more seats in Fenway Park, so all you can do is raise ticket prices every year and blah, 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 But blah, they're doing blah. that anyway. So it's like you're doing that anyway, even with Liverpool and all these other revenue streams, the Penguins. How much did you spend on the Penguins? Yes, that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me. And, like, again, is it one-for-one one upgrades at Liverpool versus paying Xander Bogarts $300 million Or what did he get from the Padres again? $300, $350, what was the number? I don't even remember anymore. So, yeah, I, I just wish they used that money on Bogarts. Like, I, I, and I don't, wasn't even the biggest keep Bogarts guy. But upgrading Liverpool over the last five years or keeping a star? Mookie bet Xander Bogarts. What would you rather have? It's a no-brainer. Penguins are expensive. Ever tried to <laughs> feed one? This is my this is my gripe with the ownership group these days. 617 779 million. I'm sorry, so I I overstated a little bit, but the three the three hundred million, the two hundred and fifty pounds, you could have spent that on Bogarts or you could have spent it on Mookie Betts. And we that, need to cut costs to get a new bucket. That is how I look at it. That is how I look at it. Meanwhile, the Red Sox just don't lose, although, as I said earlier, they are losing, correct? Yes, they're down uh, 2 nothing, top of the sixth. Case is loaded. I, uh, they're doomed. I saw, I saw he's not with the Red Sox right now, but I saw Yoshida had a big night last night, which I am mildly encouraged by. He had, it's at the World Baseball Classic. I think he had three hits and five RBIs, something like that. He's driving the ball well. If he can play, that is a big wild card on the team, and I'm far from the first to say it. but Especially since he's counted as part of the farm system now. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> baseball America, baseball America, putting uh, really upgraded the ranking, putting the Red Sox in the top ten for their farm system rankings with a twenty-nine-year-old from Japan. I, I don't really think that should have counted. That's not Late the way bloomer. I would have looked at it. Late bloomer. Late bloomer, exactly. But Yoshida driving the ball, Yoshida having a big World Baseball Classic. That's another encouraging thing going on with the Red Sox. I need him to drive the ball, though. I don't need him to come in here, take some walks, make a lot of contact, not run the bases, suck in the field, like. I need him to drive the ball, and that has not always happened with players who have come over from Japan. That hasn't. That power has not translated. So that's something I'm watching, and I would call that encouraging last night. 617-779-7937. It's Jones and Mego with Arkham. We've talked Bruins. We've talked Red Sox. We have Celtics and Patriots stuff coming up. And mobile betting is now live in the state. It's been going on since 10 a.m. I haven't heard much about this. I was going to say, we've been doing bet roulette for the last couple of weeks, but we should actually put our money where our mouth is next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. 
You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f around in this place. You got it? Boom! Boom! That's it! Gambling! We have six bets, one corresponding to each side of the die. Jones, you're closest, so why don't you go ahead and I roll am. first? Yeah, show us these brilliant I'm gonna, rolls. I'm going to give it like a real roll. Here he goes. Ugh, look at my big roll. Oh. oh. Two, the Bruins and the New York, the new look New York Blue Shirt Rangers. One and a half points. Uh, Bruins are the favorites in this one. Jones, who do you like? Obviously the Bruins. They're winning the Stanley Cup this year. Bruins are going to beat them. They'll win by more than a goal and a half. Mark it Boston goal. David Posternock makes it four to one. Hi, everybody. It's Ryan. That would be the only point that David Posternock would have against the Rangers. More on that later. Lucky you, Mego. You got the college basketball game. Awesome. Well, uh, she's three and zero. Oh. I mean, she's not, not going to get it wrong. It doesn't I mean, matter. She, yeah, Whoever she's exactly right, going to win. So, so we got Arizona number eight at uh, UCLA at Poly Pavilion. This one's uh, oh, Poly Pavilion. A well. hot matchup here between a couple of teams out west. Who do you like? I'm going to pick the home team, UCLA, based on absolutely nothing besides they're the higher seed. And the Bruins win number 27. Go Bees! I don't know. The tournament's almost here. I'm going to have to bone up. I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> brush up, as it were. Gross. Oh, oh. Five on the die. That is David Pasternak over under one and a half points against the Rangers. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, he goes over this because last time I tried to undershoot the Bruins and it screwed me. So I'm going to go with over one and a half points for Pasternak. Go Bees! Arkan, uh, when when we've been making picks over the years, Arkan normally smokes. I usually me, so this is huh. blasty. Yeah. T- <laughs> I don't know Whoa, what this is. Easy. <laughs> Forgot about that last part there. Uh, it's bet roulette. I got to tell you, I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. I'm thinking I might just stand on my pick today. Well, Arkan, can I help you? Sure. Let me help you. Okay. Mobile sports betting's here in Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Uh, it began today at 10 a.m. This it is so natural. So before you place your first bet, Arkan, uh-huh. maybe you check out BetQL. Okay. <laughs> What do you think about that? BetQL has everything you need, Arcan, specifically to begin betting here in Massachusetts, and it's free to get started. Text BET to 37937 for a link to a special page for Massachusetts bettors. That's BET to 37937. Message and data rates, Arcan, may apply. Okay. Well, it's time for another thrilling edition of Bet Roulette. We got six sides of the die, six bets that correspond with them uh, across all different, and uh, today of all days, by the way. The holiest day in the sports betting calendar. Yeah, happy holidays, uh, everybody, betting, by the way. Legal here in For everybody who celebrates, what did you call it today, Mego? Bet from your phone day. Bet from your phone Bet day. Bet from your phone happy day. Happy holidays to all who celebrate. Happy holidays. There everyone. you go. Well, yes. if you're looking for some bets to put into your phone, we got you covered right here. Jones, why don't you go ahead oh, and sure. give the die a roll, and I'll tell you what bet you got to make. Here it is. Jones with a roll. I lost it. He got a six. Looks like a six to me. Can you actually bet on this? I Sorry, I thought I had my mic on. Believe I, you can. Cool. In some places, sure. Uh, it's uh, six, and that corresponds to Scream Six, the movie, which is opening this weekend. This is my bet. Box this is office your bet. over under is forty five million predicted for Scream Six, over or under for the new Scream movie. I'm gonna go over. You know why? People don't give me that look, Mego. Uh, people like uh, remakes, series. People like uh, these Scream movies. People mm-hmm. have nostalgia. They want to see it again. The, these scream movies. Yes. How many? How many have you seen? You like horror movies. I've seen two. I love I the original I've, scream. I think, I think I've only seen two the as well. Ju- the original scream might be in my top ten favorite movies. Box Campbell in this one. The box office is coming back. I've, I've been seeing the box office is coming back. I think people like their nostalgia. I think people like the scream series. I think people are. Uh, I think they're hungry for it. Over forty. What? 
Uh, $45 million. That. Over. Taking the over. All yes. right, Mego, let's see. Uh, I think let's you're going to regret roll. that. All right. Your turn. Get out. Where's the music? There we are. Oh, there it is. All right, time for Mego to make her roll. We got five other bets she can make here. I put some real elbow grease into my roll. That was the only non spot. Whoa, wait. Hey, whoa, wait. Hunted the die. I don't even know. Did it land on his side? Yeah, what's it? It's right there. Looks like it's a two. It is a two. Corner. There we go. All right, two. Well, what do you know? It's the Bruins. Did you like that? I did. I didn't uh, until it almost hit me. You if, like that? If the computer didn't stop it, it would have hit me in the face. I didn't see it until the very last. Let's second. throw it at the so cameras close. next. Uh, let's uh, break yeah. everything in here. I, I, I almost, <laughs> I almost fouried that one. That was almost my eyeball right there. I like that. All right, uh, this one is the Bruins, who are minus one and a half at the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow at one o'clock. Mago, who do you like there? You know, and I'm still taking the Bruins, even though uh, when I was doing my intense hockey research, I heard our friend Andrew Raycroft say that he thinks that this is going to be the beginning of load management. For some guys like perhaps Patrice Bergeron, St. Patrice, who cannot be touched. Yeah. Well, and uh, uh, well, maybe David Krejci. Him. So uh, the Red Wings suck. And even though it's on the road and they're going to be down a couple players, I think this is going to be a team that has to rally back after last night's loss. So I'm going Bruins. You've gotten every single pick right, right? So far, yeah. You're undefeated so far. Yeah, I mean, she couldn't possibly get one wrong. No, definitely yeah. not. So congratulations, Bruins, uh, preemptively for your upcoming victory. All right, it's my turn. I just it bothers me so much he can't even he can't even stand yeah, up. After the athletic feat that I just accomplished. All right, that's 3. That's true. Uh, Mego just, you know, punt passed and kicked and Ar- Arcan can't even be bothered to stand up out Arcan's of his seat. Arcan's like, "Let me swivel this chair around." <laughs> it would be your <sighs> first athletic feat of the week. Too. I got a lot going on. You know here. What? Why don't you shut up, Ryan? Um all right, this is uh, ACC semifinals Duke minus two and a half versus U Miami. All these lines by the way coming to us from the fine people over at FanDuel. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Blue Devils here minus Two and a half. I know that this has uh, not been a great season for them, but Miami's not very good this year. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't been following them that closely, and I was hoping I wouldn't get this pick. But <laughs> since I did, you, you know what? It. No, I should Costanza it though. I should Costanza this. Or are you already? Costanza? I'm leaning Duke, and maybe I should Costanza it to Miami. Now, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Blue Devils. So that was who are you? I'm gonna uncostanza myself. <laughs> if you if you question. The man's flip-flopping. You just heard it there in real time. He yeah. went from Duke to Miami, back to Duke. He also flip-flopped, he flip-flopped on the idea of Kostanzing himself. He flip-flopped his own strategy. Correct. And by the way, he wrote all these picks out. So he knew, that this was, he knew that right. this was one of the picks. And he was like, right. oh, I hate this one. I was hoping you'd get it. Yeah, so like, you know, he... He flip-flopped on the pick. He flip-flopped on his whole strategy. Just, I mean, if, the, if you ever question that the man's flip-flopping. And he criticized the his pick, own pick. Yeah. which he created. I'll be honest. So he is George Costanza. Yeah. Then. yeah. So what, but what is your I'm pick? I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. I used to well, sit here and do nothing and regret it for the rest of the day. So now I will do the opposite and I will do something. What is my the pick? My name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. I live with my parents. What, what, what is the pick? Uh, the pick is Duke. Duke, thank you. Okay. Duke minus two and a half. I just, I just wanted to fully understand. Tuna on toast. Ooh, what the? Uh, what the <laughs> I know it used to be tuna on toast, and then he just made, does the exact opposite, which is if chicken. If every instinct you have is wrong, something. then the opposite would have to be right. Yes, I believe yes. it was chicken salad on rice. That chicken sounds salad right. on rice. Thank that, you very much. Chicken salad right. on rice, sweetheart. Which I don't. I don't think is the opposite, but neither here nor there. I uh, I watched my first. I think I might have watched my first college basketball game of the year today. Oh yeah. I plunked down on Rutgers. Plus yeah, seven point five. What happened in SEC tournament quarterfinals right behind I, you? I, I used to be a big college hoops guy. I I, th- I legitimately think I watched my first college basketball game today, and it was a it was a big hit right in the uh, right in the wallet. A, a good hit in the wallet, not a hit to the wallet. Now, uh, did you use your bonus bets on that or no? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't uh, dipped into my bonus bets yet. I uh, that my was bonus just... bets are gone. <laughs> 
my bonus bets. As soon as I logged in today, they were I just they they're run. already they're already yeah. out the window. I I encourage I encourage everybody to fade my picks. I mean, if you've uh, if you've been following no, me no, no. at all, fade over my the years. picks. Yeah. I'm the one who's zero for five. You've that's, actually hit a few. That's a good point. Yeah, no, that, fade me. That is a good point. Uh, David is in Boston on our Red Sox ownership discussion. Go ahead, David. David, hello. David. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello there. Hello there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hello. hello yeah, no worries. Hello. Hey, you know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm tired of the money thing, man. I'm, I'm so tired of hearing about money. Me I mean, too. how many? Uh, we, yeah, me too. Many tell, championships. Tell the ownership the group to spend, and then you wanted to hear about it. I, I just. How many teams have spent the most money and won a championship? It's just so many other things have to go in place. So this, you know what I mean? this, David, goes back to what John Henry emailed. I don't remember if it was Jim McCaffrey or Sean McAdam, but this goes back to what he said, where he goes, well, look at all the teams that have won the most. I'm sorry, that spend the most. You know, the Yankees and the Dodgers and who Steve else? Cohen's a boob. Thank you, the Mets. Like, who else did he have lopped in there? And he's like, well, I, I'd put our four championships. We've won more than all of them combined. San Diego was another team he put in there. Which I said, well, yeah, that was back when you used to spend, John. Your last championship, you had the highest payroll in baseball, 2018. I, I, fact check me on that. I believe they had the highest payroll in 2018. Like, they came in and spent like crazy when they were winning in 04 and 07. So, back when you used to spend, yes. And, oh, by the way, you have one title in the last nine years going on a decade. So, I wouldn't puff my chest out about that too much. What have you done for me lately? So I want the ownership group to spend more than they have. They should be a top two or three payroll team in baseball. They're still in the top 10. That's not satisfactory to me. It's not, especially when you're letting guys like Bogarts and Betts go. So you can be tired about hearing about it all you want. And I'm not just saying it about John Henry and the Red Sox. I I got on Wick for not opening up the wallet, saying he'd muscle up, but not doing it at the trade deadline. I got on... Uh, craft like who are they going to spend yeah. on in free just, agency? Just I'd love to know. The next hour, we're definitely going to get into. So, so that. I'd love to know that the Red only- Sox had a, a two hundred forty million dollar payroll, and in it was the highest, yeah, in twenty eighteen. Oh, 2018. I think was, I think you said last year. I was like, no, Wait a minute, what? no, 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 no they were. I think they were yeah. the sixth highest. Was, team uh, they're in outside. Last I believe year. they're outside the top five, and I think they're even lower this year. Although we'll see where it and goes. They were the only team. I'm sorry, it was them and the White Sox spent a lot of money last year. Top ten. Neither one of those teams made the playoffs. The only the only team that I gave a little bit of credit to ownership was Jacobs, ironically, because they used the Taylor Hall money to go LTIR over the cap. That's that's the only ownership group I've given much credit lately. 617-779-7937. Yes. Hey, since it's a special day, how about we do a bonus bet? Okay. One bonus bet. This time next week, Aaron Rodgers will be a... Jet. Jet versus the field. Jet. Jet. Does the field include retirement? Yes, and sure. you know, I, 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 not, it doesn't even matter. I'm still, I'm still leaning jet. Yeah, jet, it's the jet. field where he's going to be looking up into the stars and thinking about hippie stuff. <laughs> no, he's going to be a jet. I'm going the field. <laughs> what? Costanzing my pick. Oh, okay. Interesting. We'll see if he updates that throughout the course Chicken of the show. Chicken salad on rye, everybody. Six one seven seven two nine on toast seven ninety three seven. That's bet roulette every Friday. R can't get out of here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Celtics and uh, well, if they're feeling the pressure and whether or not coaches have figured out Joe Mazzulla. That's next.